You're listening to Sharni Vision Podcast, a Punjabi lifestyle podcast where I spotlight a Punjabi living their aligned life. Sashri and welcome. I'm your host, Supreet Sohi, skin therapist and life coach. On Sharni Vision, I bring you a new guest each week to share their courageously aligned journey. My goal is to share their journeys and stories to awaken your inner lioness or lion to follow its soul's purpose. Let's join the conversation. Oh, I'm completely off. No. And where are you from? I mean, your accent is from... (laughs) But I'm you're not England. <laughs> I'm on vacation. No, I'm from England. I'm but I live in um in Ontario now with my husband and my family. Wow, that's a big uh, weather change, right? Yeah. Big weather change and it like it was a joke because I was like ha 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 suckers like I'm leaving the rain and I come here and now I'm shoveling snow so I'm like <laughs> It's the same amount of gear, right? <laughs> Oh, so you're shoveling snow. It's it's you're in the mix of the season right now, right? Yeah, because like in the GTA, it go literally goes from like hot, hot weather, like so hot, plus forties to minus forties. So it's like it has best of everything, but oh. little rain, which is good. Like there's hardly ever any rain. Oh wow! So, yeah. So how long <laughs> have you been there for? Or um, how long have you been married? I guess right. I moved in 2018, so I got married in 2018, and then I've been here ever since. Oh, wow. So you yeah. did you explore the city before the lockdown or anything? Yeah, like, we were really good at stuff like that. I think I was probably better at it than my husband. Like, he he's never really traveled around Ontario, but, like, in England, I think maybe because, like, I went away for university and stuff, and I just kind of learned how to like um, be a tourist in your own city and and know what's going on and and be able to like travel around and make it fun so we did a lot of that like we stayed out in Toronto we went Niagara like we kind of went everywhere there is so we enjoyed it like even during lockdown we still moved around and stuff um yeah I managed to fit in like a few vacations like whenever the lockdown ended but yeah for the most part like we haven't traveled as much as we wanted to which kind of sucks, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, at least you got some traveling. Well, I want to talk about how your journey before coming to Canada, I guess, Ontario. Um, How was your life pre-marriage? You know what? Like in, I used to think I lived like such a full life. (laughs) Now (laughs) I think I'm starting to realize like I was, I was just a baby. Like I didn't do anything really. I went away to university. So I studied away in London. I'm from Birmingham originally. And that's where like all my family is. And so I went to university up in London and, um, and then that's it. And then I came back to Birmingham. I worked for a couple of years and then I met my husband and then I moved and it just kind of like I realize now that I didn't really live like a crazy life or or was super independent um, before I got married and that's insane right because nowadays people are like you know you're getting married later and later I think I got married when I was like I want to say 28 or something which for some people is still old and you think like you know yeah I'm getting all these life experiences in so that I'm not going to go into a marriage like naive 
and like you know a baby but you you're always a baby i think and unless you're literally like out there living by yourself before you meet someone i think you kind of always are really a baby you know what i mean not to get not to get sad and deep but yeah (laughs) yeah no definitely i feel like you're always you're always learning you're always growing so the old version of yeah it is the baby right (laughs) yeah like i just i studied i went from one city to the other came back worked for a little bit and then that's it found someone and got married Ooh, how did what was the dating scene like or finding my husband yeah it was online even then like I we met in 2016 so we met on an app and like I think people like there was a little bit of a stigma with an app because nobody really wants to admit that they're having to use an app obviously now it's like well what else are you going to use unless you're trying to get coronavirus like every other day so it's like it makes sense now but back then it was a bit like oh like you know do I want to get on an app or whatever but the good thing I think about an app is that um if you obviously are lucky enough to meet the right kind of people on there you all have this similar kind of you're in the same kind of space you don't have to worry about like is this person does this person really want to be with me are they recovering from an ex like you know like is this just a joke to them or what are they as serious as me I feel like for the most part you can kind of gauge or at least I found like I could kind of gauge that the people on there were looking for something like definite now like they didn't want to mess around anymore and um so that was good so like you know when I met my husband on there I kind of uh I was already in uh Canada when like we were talking on the app I I was visiting my sister because she lives here too and um we only had like a certain amount of time like I think we had three weeks until I had to go back and so we had to cram like pretty much a whole relationship in those three weeks and still try to be able to like you know have days where we don't see each other and like still kind of have like breathing room but for the most part like we had to like quickly learn about each other and like really like not be scared to ask questions and you know a lot of the times I feel like you know my situation was very different because obviously you can be on a nap and you can meet someone you can still play these like you know stupid mind games with one another but for our situation it was like okay we don't have time for that dumb shit like I'm not gonna you know purposely not call you for a week to see if you miss me or do stupid things like that um where am I on swearing by the way (laughs) I'll be very mindful not to swear if I'm not allowed to no no you're go ahead okay. it's all your feels right <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um yeah like um I think because it was like you know we only had three weeks and there was no messing around like by week two he was like you know do you want to meet my family like we had to kind of really like push each other a bit because we knew that the second if we take it too slow and then I go back to England it's so easy to fizzle out because those initial weeks are so like crucial right so we kind of made the most of it and um I think that's what like the eagerness on both sides is like endearing after a point maybe not when you're so young but I think at that point when you're ready to meet somebody it's reassuring that that person is like you know all for it and not scared to ask you the difficult questions like you know who do you want to live with and like how do you see yourself raising children and you know all these things that people get scared to ask one another because they don't want to scare the person off I think in our situation, it was very much like, you know, we don't have time to really bullshit. Like, you kind of just have to get on with it. it I think that's true. Yeah, I think those questions, regardless, you know, the time limit or not, those should be questions that, 
you should talk about before going into any kind of relationship, you know? 100%. That's all the advice I give now. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You have to be vulnerable. If you're not vulnerable enough to put yourself out there, I mean, you were vulnerable enough to put yourself out there on the app and everything. So if you're going to do that, you got to put yourself out there, right? You have to put yourself out there. And then equally, like I was speaking to like um, one of my cousins at the time and he's like very, very good at giving advice. And he said to me, like, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like he's, everything seems great. Like, you know, he's ticking all the boxes, but you know, past experiences, I know that some people can, you know, for three weeks play the game and act as if they're very serious. And then, you know, you Mm. find out stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it happens to everybody. So I was just like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how much to kind of go in and be like very open. And I don't know how much to kind of hang back and assess him. And he was like, all right, stop, drop all that shit. Right. He's like, you get a very good vibe from him, right? Like, do you feel like he's honest when he's speaking to you? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's all you can really do is kind of just like hope for the best every single time. And usually hindsight is 50-50, but like you don't know, I mean, 100, (laughs) hindsight's 100, but like you don't really know how it's going to play out until it does, right? So you can, all you can really do is hope for the best. But he's like, what you can control is the questions you're asking each other. So ask him specific things like, you know, please describe to me, like before you tell him anything about yourself, before, you you know, he knows who you really are, ask him to describe the type of person he was looking for when he joined the app, right? Like Mm. the perfect person who would slot into his family or what he imagined a wife would be or his like, you know, partner would be or whatever. And then he's like, then you got to be really fucking honest because if that's not you, if he's describing somebody who's going to, you know, travel the world with him and, you know, not have kids because that's the thing some, a lot of people do now or the stark opposite, somebody who's going to take care of his family, the person who really wants a lot of kids, the person who wants to, you know, start a business empire, whatever it may be. If you're not that person, then it doesn't matter how much you like him. You're always going to be unhappy because you're going to always be trying to change yourself. And then mm-hmm. he said the opposite is true. Tell him exactly what you want and really, really watch as to whether he is, you know, being like, oh, yeah, I could probably do that. I could probably be that person. Or is he very naturally that type of person? And he's like, the closest you can get to both, obviously, it's never 100%, but the closest you can get to something true and honest is probably the best foot forward because people change during a marriage too, right? So it's already so difficult. You can't always find the best perfect person who's going to be, you know, on the same wavelength as you for the rest of your life for, for a lot of the time. So all you can do is try your absolute best and that's all you can do. And that's kind of where we kind of started. And it was, it was just lucky, I think. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's like also about, you know, um, you were both at the right mindset, you know, that's so yeah. important going into it. I think a lot of, um, I mean, I, it was about the same time frame. I think marriages were so, oh my God, you got to get that big marriage. You got to, but then they forget, like after the marriage, you got to live with this person too, you know? <laughs> yeah. You got to live it's... together. You got to raise children together. If, yeah. that, if you want to have children, that, yep. all that stuff is difficult. Yeah. So how was that journey going? I mean, you changed countries and everything. How was your journey during the marriage and everything? It was surreal. Like it wasn't. I, I laugh about it to this day because if I watch my wedding videos, I didn't cry that much during my dolly. Like I was sad. I just wasn't like, you know, some girls are like, really, it really hits them and they're like really crying. Mm-hmm. I was like more so like telling off my mom, like, don't stop crying. Stop. 
relax it's okay <laughs> I'm gonna be back tomorrow like I was just I think I was just um I was still in wedding planning mode I was just kind of like trying to hold everyone together I, mm-hmm. my mind was kind of like you know are we running over time it's like you know the videographer paid like I I wasn't really it wasn't hitting me at all and then I remember being at my wedding reception with my two best friends and towards the end of the night they just burst out crying and they're like you you know you're we're never gonna see you like and like it hit them one of them was already married the other one I think just obviously like could see what was happening and she was like they were saying to me like you know it's never going to be the same again like you're you're always you're moving away like this is a new part of your life and everything's going to change now and I was like what do you mean it's not that expensive to come to England I can just get I can get a plane like a plane anytime and you know like my family's really cool my husband's really cool they never they don't care and they've already said to me like I can come twice a year if I want like I was so um I don't want to say delusional but I was just like not getting it and they mm. were just like they were like okay like my mom comes over and then she's crying with them I'm like oh god like here we go but it was it was really funny now that like I think about it but I wasn't getting it and it wasn't hitting me and my older sister kept saying to me because she had been through it and she had been through it in a worse way because you know, I came and I had her, but she had no one when she first came here, right? Like, we mm-hmm. had some extended family, but, like, as for your immediate family, and she got married quite young, too. So she was, like, you know, she kept looking at me, and she kept saying to me, you're handling this really well. And I was, like, yeah, like, no, it just doesn't faze me. Like, I think, I guess I'm just, like, you know, really mentally strong. Like, that's what I kept telling myself, because I was asking myself, like, why am I not more upset? right like why isn't it phasing me I don't feel like that deep hurt that everybody talks about of like Mm -hmm. you know that really really like that pain that you get when you're like oh my god I'm leaving home Mm -hmm. I didn't get that I felt a lot of love for my my family and I felt like even like people that I hadn't seen in years I felt so much love for them but I was just so excited because I was I'm all for weddings right like because you can see from my page I'm and like all this stuff so I everything was just a positive for me and I was like I don't see a negative in all this and what makes it kind of worse in a really weird way if you want to say it worse is that my in-laws are amazing my husband is amazing my family life here was perfect nothing to complain for like not one thing if anything I was like this is too good to be true like this is freaking weird right like they were so chilled out. My husband is like so loving, like everything was so amazing. And so it took me a while to like, for it to hit me. Like, I want to say it took me at least a year and a half after getting married, living here for it to hit me. And the first thing that like something went wrong in my life, it kind of all came crashing down. (laughs) Not to be dramatic, but you know what I mean? Like, I think, um, one of the main reasons like you know I kind of like make the page that I want to make now like my I kind of envision for it in the future is that a lot of girls don't realize how mentally straining this entire process is just leaving your home regardless of whether you're moving down the street or whether you're going to a different country there's something that shifts in your brain and you have to become a different type of person and I think a lot of girls aren't ready for that and a a lot of what I hear from like girls who message me and who talk about this topic is that um for a period they forget like they have no idea who they are like they're like what did I used to do before I was married like what were my hobbies who are my friends I don't even know anymore who am I even anymore and they go through like an identity crisis 
And I think there's like something, a psychological shift that's happening during this time, especially for brown women who like, for the most part, are moving from one home and having to become acclimated in another, regardless of how bad or good it is, there's something that shifts. And I think like, it's actually very straining mentally. And if you're not ready for it, it can really take a toll on you. Mm. That's so interesting. You say that regardless of all the positive stuff, you know that's it I, I genuinely feel like god gave me everything positive because it's like well now there's no excuse mm. you know what i mean because if you, if you have like you know um a difficult relationship with your in-laws then you can say that's what it was mm. right it, it would have been all great it would have been perfect but if it wasn't for that if you have a bad relationship with your husband he's become somebody who you didn't realize he was then the same like you'd be like oh if it wasn't for him like it, i would have been fine everything mm. was perfect and it was it took for like a job an external thing a a job to kind of really bring me down so it just goes to show like it's just a hard time regardless of who you marry into so and because of that because like you know it can be perfect and you can have the fairy tale and it can still be hard I wanted to kind of create a space where you know there's a little bit of that extra support there's a video you can watch on advice on what to do or what to look out for just be mentally prepared for what you're going into because you don't know what you're going into yeah, you're so right. I think as w- we women go through so much, just women, you know, so many different transformations, these titles and this and that. And sometimes they all just squish in between that we don't get to feel out each phase and yep. be able to hold space for that old version or that new version that's coming in. And we grieve it and it's yeah. okay. And it's okay for this new person to come in and this new version, whatever that may be. Um, and we forget that it, there's a process and we just skim through it sometime. And you're ex- absolutely right, as, especially as brown um, females, you know, we're going through so much and to hold space to whatever we want in that transi- um, transition. Um, and even if you have like not lived that kind of brown existence and you've moved straight into a new house with your husband and you know like it's not traditionally Indian if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's, I'd still say it's difficult because it's a personality mm-hmm. thing right like it's um it's a self-image thing how do you view yourself and a lot of times we think because we're getting married later and later I have a very good view of myself I know who I am right these are my likes these are my dislikes these are the type of people I vibe with you know this is like the music I'm into or whatever and you think you genuinely have a really good hold of yourself. Everybody does, right? But it's constantly evolving. And I think even if you are like not doing any of that stuff and you're literally just moving into an apartment with your husband, with one other person, right? You think how, dif- how different could that be? I lived in an apartment with, you know, flatmates before. So what's the big deal? I think there is a big identity change that happens after you get married. And I mm. think for like, it, it, maybe it's not as bad for some women and they like, they don't have that much of a tough time. Um, but I think there's definitely something there that you should at least be aware of. And I, we don't talk about that stuff. We talk about the wedding. We talk about everything up until the wedding day. And sometimes we make, you know, bolia in the Punjabi culture mm-hmm. with big jokes about, you know, the sas and the sora and like, like hint at mm-hmm. things that could go wrong or could be like, or even could go well. And some people talk, you know, about like how, how good they have it, but nobody really talks about like that all of the stuff in the middle where you don't know who you're living with and you have to figure everyone out mm. that time in itself is a long time right mm. because even if you're surrounded by nice people 
because you're still feeling like a stranger you can kind of lose yourself because you're trying so hard to figure out who am I living with who do I need to be now who do they expect to live with who what do they expect for out of my role in this Mm. house right so a lot of times you as strong as you might be and you think this is who I am and you know I'm not going to change myself you do naturally just change and then what can you'll be left with sometimes is just like who have I become like I don't even recognize myself anymore Mm. it's so funny and like during when marriage talks were happening in my household I used to joke around I used to be like you know they talk about you know Lana Dana right I was Mm. like the only Lana Dana they should do is like a therapist that's what they should do (laughs) it's like when you're going through that transition you need someone that isn't a family member you know that isn't um a friend or whatever because you're going through so much and you do need someone to talk to um And so you said you had your sister there, but even going through this, um, coming to a new country and everything like that, um, and even starting this channel and what you're doing and the love you've received, obviously, um, let's talk about that. I mean, (laughs) I love watching your content. Thank you. And I I have received love, honestly, like, um, obviously you get the odd comment that is so random and you can tell it's somebody who's like randomly just found uh you know your content through the fun like the grapevines they don't actually like you know f with your with your page or anything um Mm. but like for the most part like I'd say it's been so positive I think to to explain that I'd have to skip back a little bit and just like kind of go through like what pushed me to get to that point so I always wanted to be on social media some like of some sort like I university during like the YouTube come up so I was watching these YouTube videos and like the girls that I was living with for the most part weren't really into it I was like super into it like I'd watch a tutorial on like you know hair and makeup and I'd be like girls like I, I need to do this and they would always say to me my friends would always be like you should do this you should start this like clearly you're really into it and man like I wish like I really really wish I could have but a my confidence was not there like I was just so so concerned with other people's like perception of me I was like no way like one bad comment would have just destroyed me I think and two like I didn't really know myself so I didn't really know I'm glad I didn't do it then because I feel like I changed so much since then so I I would have put up a version of myself on the internet that I don't I'm not I'm not that person anymore I don't you know say talk like that or you know behave that way I don't really believe in those things anymore and the problem that we're still going with it you know with the internet era right now is that a lot of people will hold you to whatever you put yourself as online you know they don't really I think we're still kind of struggling with the concept that people's ideas can change and they can you know completely change their mind and a lot of times people will be like no this you know you said this and this is who you are and I think that's often quite scary and that was definitely how it was back then so I'm kind of glad I didn't do it back then but like it was something I always wanted to do and when I met my husband I said the same thing to him like I was like oh, I vlog and I, I just want I really want to like use the internet and I want I feel, think it's so creative and it's fun and I was in a um I'd studied and I was in a profession that's zero creativity like it's very logic And so I was just like, you know, I used to dance in high school and I was dancing in university and I was like singing and I was doing all these things. And I was just like, I don't really see where I'm going to kind of fit that into my life in the future. It's just going to go. And I was like, I was really sad about that. So I was just like, you know, I really wish I could do this because I think it would be a lot of fun. 
and he got like we got a camera when we were engaged I went to India who did my wedding shopping and I regret it so much I took my camera with me and I just didn't have the confidence to record anything that was supposed to be my first vlog and my husband was supposed to go shopping with me but it didn't pan out um so I was just like you know you went with me I just confidence like I don't it's okay we've got a camera we can just take pictures on a honeymoon like I don't I'm, I'm not gonna vlog like I don't know like it's not good so I just put that away and then I was just busy being married and um as soon as I got married I was like desperate to find a job like as soon as like within a month once I got like all of my documentation stuff I was like right I need to find a job and like my in-laws and my husband were like take a break like you're new to a country it's okay if you take a year off and just chill but I had been working since I was 14 years old, like without a break. I had never ever needed a job. And I really felt that extreme pressure of like, no, like, what do you mean? Why are you sitting on your ass? Like, you need to go out and find something. So I quickly went out and I found something. And unfortunately, I found like the most like toxic, um, bad environment to work in, especially when you're going through such a change in your life. Like, um it was really soul crushing and um in my life up until that point like with without like no fault to my parents but they had taught me quitting's not an option like you always win right like it needs to be a promotion what do you mean you're gonna leave like you can't leave it has to be a promotion or you have to find something better and it was like it's not that they were just so tight like that I think they had maybe inferred that like a few times in my childhood and it just stuck with me and so even though I could recognize like it was a really bad place to be working in, I still convinced myself like I can change it. And like, you know, I can change the mindset of my colleagues and I can make it better. Or, you know, once I get promoted to this position, it won't be so bad. But I wasn't realizing like the mental strain, like the damage it was doing. It was so horrendous, like so bad that it got to a point after about a year where um, I found myself just completely numb. And then even though I had gotten myself out of that place and I was like, you know, no longer there, the trauma that it kind of like did on my body, I like, I, it was insane. Like I had never had depression before in my life. And I was trying to explain it to my husband because he was like, tell me what you're going through. Cause like, I wasn't speaking about it. And I was like trying to explain to him. I was just like, it feels as if I'm sitting in a room with like a TV on and it's static. It's just gray static. And it's all day long. And then I go to sleep and I wake up and it's the same static. And I'm doing this every single day. There's no color in the room. I can't turn the TV off. It just feels like there's nothing. And it just, it really, really sucked. Um, my husband was kind of like, you know, I'll do anything like it takes to kind of make you feel better again. So he was like, you know what? Why don't you go take a break you're not getting another job straight away why don't you go home go to, go to England surround yourself with like your family and stuff like that and like you know try to feel better again so I did that I went back home it kind of helped a little bit I guess like it, if you've gone through it you know that you can't shut it off like it doesn't it, it doesn't go away so you kind of just I was just in a different place a different country feeling the exact same way and then I came back and then all of a sudden one day I woke up and the colors were back on mm. like it was just nothing like there's nothing I did and you can probably say well you know you were away from that workplace and like you went home and I'm sure all of that stuff contributed but I can't tell you why 
that particular day happened like why did the colors turn up back on that day and why was everything okay again that day and that terrified me because I was trying to explain to my husband he was like that's great like that's good see like no no, it was probably just like you went home and you like you know you were feeling better again and I was trying to explain to him that like no no, like this was really random right so if I can't if I don't know how I fixed it I can't be sure that it couldn't happen to me again Mm. you know what I mean and that Mm. really terrified me and I was like I feel as if like I'm not to be dramatic but I feel like I was dying like I kept telling myself if you continue to feel this way I knew for a fact I'm doing some kind of um damage to my body I was like I'm gonna get sick I'm good like something's gonna happen and it's gonna be irreversible and then I'm gonna have this deep regret right like why did I do this to myself so I was really terrified and And then I just started speaking to my husband and I was like, you know what, I genuinely feel as if like it was some kind of death. Like I feel like I almost died and came Mm. back. Like, and I just feel as if like, I so don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I just don't care about what people think of me. I don't care because I genuinely feel like that period of my life, I could have died. And and not that nobody would have noticed, but people just wouldn't have known what happened. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think I realized, sorry, that like, it can be that sudden and it can be like you, you can suddenly be at a point in your life and it doesn't have to be when you're old like you could be young and everything could be going for you and things can just kind of shut off for you like that and so mm. you need to do whatever the fuck you want to do like if you are genuinely just scared of people you need to like get rid of that somehow and then I just turned around and said to him you know what like what are my worst fears like I wrote down everything that I was scared of that could happen if I put myself out online you know trolls people might make fun of me like people will say that I'm like what cringy or annoying all these things that I wrote down and I was like all of that combined is not worse than what I just went through so fuck it like we'll see and it was a it was a gamble honestly like I'm not gonna say like you know that was so visionary and that was so fucking amazing because it could have gone the other way I could have put myself online and that's exactly what could have happened people could have made fun of me and laughed me off the internet and then I would have been in an even darker hole than I was before. So it was a big gamble, but I was feeling so good for the first time in over a year that I was kind of just chasing that good feeling. And I was like, I, f- I think this is a good move for me now. So I'm just gonna do it and then we'll see what happens. And it, the reception was great. Like people were really, really kind to me. And that's, that's the thing, like a lot of people who first followed me, especially my friends and family, they probably don't know what they did for me because during those initial phases, like you, you're online too. Like, you know, when you initially put yourself online, you are looking for any excuse to shut it down. One bad comment and you're like, yeah, no, no, not for me. So I was really waiting for someone to say something mean so that I could be like, okay, I tried it. Like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And it didn't come. And it was so encouraging. And it just got, the encouragement just got bigger and bigger and then I just got more and more, more and more like confident to just not give a fuck anymore. And then I just one day sat down and I, I said to my husband, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm go- if I'm going to try to grow, you know, a page. And if I'm going to do that, I don't want it to just be of like randomness or whatever. I want it to really be like helpful so- to someone. And like, you know, I want it to be like something I could do for a really, really long time. So I was just like, you know, what? I want to create content that helps, A, helps girls plan their weddings because I know like, you know, the weddings are expensive and a lot of girls can't afford a wedding planner. So I really want to have um, all enough content there. It's not there yet, but like enough resources there where a girl could come in and get a lot of help out of it. 
and then also I want to have videos in there that talk about like you know the psychological aspects of moving and getting married and and just help them kind of you know be prepared and that's where we are I love that. That's so beautiful. Honestly, I see all that from the beginning. You know, I've been following you and I can see that your posts, your reels are, I don't want to say they've always been genuine, you know, but they just become more creative and more fun and just more you. (laughs) I said to my husband, I was like, when I first, my, my sisters were like, I don't know if this is a good thing for you. From their perspective, there's a girl who's just come out of depression, <laughs> right? And now she's going to put herself on the internet where people are mean. This is not a good idea. So they tried really hard to say, no, don't do it. Or if you're going to do it, take some time and don't do it right now. But I was just like, this is something I'm just going to have to do. Like, you're going to have to just trust me that I'm ready. And um, I remember talking to my sisters and being like, what? what's the issue? Like, why? why is this bad for me, right? Like, you know me and they were just like well you know like you know influences like it's just fake it's not real like you know like um that at that time and even now a lot of people have that perspective that like it's all fake every mm-hmm. picture is fake every video is fake when they come on and like you have these videos of people where they're filming and they put on this face and then they turn off filming and they're not that person anymore and I was like yeah but you know like in my mind I was just like I know who I am And I was like, the world isn't that black and white. Yeah, of course, when you have such a huge pool of people on the internet and making videos and making content, you're going to have some people who are living disingenuously. Like, that's natural, right? But I was like, there's also a lot of people who are genuinely putting themselves on camera and that's who they really are. And so I said to my husband, I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. You know what? I I understand that. And I don't ever want to become that person. So we have an agreement that, I do not make a video, even if I put all my makeup on and I start filming, if I'm not feeling it, if I'm not like, if I'm down that day, I'm just tired or whatever it may be, I'm never going to fake it. I turn off the camera and then I'm like, screw it. You know, there's no pressure in that sense of like, you know, I have to go on, I have to have a certain amount of like reels out this week. No, it's nothing like that. So I, every time I put on my camera and I make a video, I'm genuinely in like, you know, a happy mood. And I think that's what maybe comes across, like it's not forced. And that's why sometimes like I don't make a video for like a month because not because I'm sad, but I'm just not in the mood, you know, Mm. doing something else. (laughs) No, that's so important. You say that being mindful about your mental health, because I think, you know, there is a phase that, you know, these content creators were just throwing stuff at us, you know, and just wasn't Mm. genuine, wasn't authentic. And I think this new phase of content creators, not as in more aligned with their purpose, but they have a meaning, they have a mission and everything comes out just more authentic and creative because they do it in a different mindset, you know, Um, and just exactly what you said, you know, like same thing. I will go MIA and it's totally fine because our tribe, our community, they want that version you know yeah. and it's okay if you take that time they're fine they're not gonna be down your throats like where's the next reel you know yeah no <laughs> no wait for it nobody yeah. says like where's the next reel sometimes they check on you and say where did you go are you okay yeah it's no like you know where's the next reel but it's like I think yeah the people who kind of like vibe with you and they, and, and they get that like they understand that you'll be back and if you're not like you know whatever who cares <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god deep. Yes, and it, that's, 
and you know you find your community you find your people that would continue to you know pump you up through your dms you know cheer you on through those comments and everything yeah and i'm sure the pressure increases when you actually have a huge following like you know my following is it's not even a following this is the thing like i don't when people say are you trying to be an influencer or are you an influencer i'm like i don't have influence over anyone i can't influence my husband to make the bed i can't do anything right (laughs) like it's not it's not that deep it's just you know the 4,000-ish people who, like, for some reason are like, you know, I want to keep an eye on her content and, you know, sometimes I vibe with it, so I like it or whatever it may be. And I think if you are focused on numbers and if you're like, you know, I need to get to 100K, I need to get to a million, I need to get to even 10K or whatever it may be, then maybe you do feel that pressure to be like, okay, well, you know, common sense says if I don't get this many reels out on a weekly basis, you know, the algorithm's going to get rid of me and I'm not going to do so well it really depends on what your goal is like my goal isn't genuinely isn't followers i know everybody says that mine really was because i feel like if the resources are there the right people are going to come to it and when they don't mm-hmm. vibe with it anymore they don't need those res- resources anymore they will unfollow me right like it's common sense not everybody's mm-hmm. a new bride forever or not everybody's going through the same things forever so it makes sense that you know you're going to have this flow in, of in and out so i'm not too worried about like the numbers in that aspect i'm more so like what kind of dms am i getting and what like i i genuinely super like the day and it happened all of a sudden and it was like in batches of girls were messaging me and saying things like you know what like i just had a baby and i'm home all day and it fucking sucks and like i just watch your reels like i binge watch all your reels and it just like makes me laugh and like thank you and the and like there was one girl that was just like you know i I'm really, really scared to get married, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like seeing, we're talking to you on Clubhouse or whatever it may be. Like, it makes me feel like, okay, like it's not the scariest thing to move in with your in-laws or whatever. And then a lot of girls, a lot of girls will message and be like, you know, how do I find the right person? And this is the guy I'm dating. This is the way he treats me. Do you think I should be with him and blah, blah, blah. (coughs) And we have that conversation. And that is so like, I thrive off of that stuff because I'll tell my mom I'll call my mom and I'll be like mom someone said to me like you know I they were feeling really depressed and I make them happy I wanted to take a quick minute out of this amazing conversation to talk about an amazing product that I've been using at home so if you've been following me on my Instagram at Vision, I have this purple bath that me and Siba Biba just love obviously it's so beautiful but it's also anti-inflammatory it's also anti-bacterial anti-anxiety and this company is called CBD Levity and they're based here in Virginia you know I love supporting small businesses and go check them out go try their products they also have a saliva which I also love when you're tired from texting all day mm-hmm, you that saliva comes really handy on your wrist you can use my code sabreath 10 and you'll get 10% off now back to the conversation Yeah, I was just saying to her, like, you know, mom, like, I actually, people actually message me and they actually say things like such nice things to me, like, you know, they were feeling sad or they were going through something and like something I said helped them. Um, or like, you know, we spoke about it on Clubhouse and, and, and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, isn't that so amazing? And I think that's how I measure, like, 
like I have a big board in my bedroom where I like write down you know what I want achieve to achieve from this and and, and so on and how do you measure success right because you that's also very important you've got to figure out where you're going otherwise you'll kind of just become stagnant so I was like okay well what does success look like for me and like one of the main things I wrote was people need to actually feel something from my content like they actually need to be inspired by it or they need to like you know feel something or it needs to remind them of something or whatever it may be it can't just be like rubbish that they just watch and then they scroll past and they forget about you know what I mean like at least not for some people like I, I that's how I kind of I want people to remember me by something and I think um when I started getting like actual dms of like girls asking for advice or like whatever it may be that that was just soul uplifting because I was like, that's the kind of thing you can do for a while, like a long time. Because otherwise, if you're just kind of being like, I want to get to 10K, I want to get to 100K, what happens after you hit that, mm. right? Then you're kind of just left with all these people who are, grow accustomed to you doing a certain thing, but you don't have a drive anymore. Yeah. So I think um, that's why I wanted to definitely make sure that my page is more of a resource than it is. Because I could have just made a content creator page, right? And just keep churning out reels. Like that's not difficult to do. Um, it's really difficult to kind of create something that is useful to people. That's really hard to do. So um, it's slowly, slowly getting there. I want to make sure that it kind of um, helps go. It's not going to become a wedding planning page. Like a lot of people ask me, like, <clears throat> is this a gateway to something that you're going to charge for or monetize or whatever? And it's genuinely not. I'm always going to keep it. And um, I'm always going to like the resource is always going to be there for free. If girls need help finding you know, vendors, if they need help um, knowing how to pick vendors, how to make sure that you're getting the most for your money, how to make sure that you have a good relationship with your vendors, how to make sure like, you know, your wedding day is as smooth as possible and you don't have a wedding planner. And so you're worried about those aspects. I want to make sure all that stuff is always free for the girls to kind of like be able to get as much out from as they can. Um, and I want to show like, you know, the other sides of it, what happens after you get married, what kind of how to deal with family dynamics, how to do all these things, how to make sure that you have a really strong self image, all these things I want to slowly, slowly start putting out in content form. Because I think it's really helpful, you know. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Definitely. What you're putting out there, I think it's so important. Um, the content being mindful of the content. Yeah. That's all you can do because it's like when you're just doing trends, you burn out. Yeah. You easily burn out. And then yeah. you, there's lots of like, even now, like I'll look, I try to really organize it in my brain and I'll be like, okay, the reels are fun. Cause I tried to give information in reels and it just doesn't really work the same way. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, I think people aren't looking for that in reels for the most part, maybe for hair care, maybe for makeup, but for like life <laughs> advice, they're not really trying to really find it in a reel. I think, I think most of the time they're just trying to find something that makes them feel uplifted or feel good um, for those 30 seconds or so. And it's more so reels are more so kind of just like, you know, this is who I am. This is my personality. These are things that I think are funny. And then if you want to come onto my page and find resources that are like are in more in depth, then I have IGTV videos where I'll have like um, guides and so on that can genuinely help you. Mm. And so I'm trying to create more of a catalog of those um, and make more videos, <clears throat> long form videos that can really help still early days. But um, I think that's kind of like how I organize it in my mind. But it gets really confusing after a point because it's like as a content creator, you're constantly thinking like, uh, am I coming across all jumbled? Like, do they understand what this page is? And so um, it can get like confusing. But I think 
as long as like yeah like when people say to me I want to create a page I really want to do this I'm just so shy and like you know I think I'm kind of I'll, I'll do it like I'm not too scared anymore like what should I do and I will say like the two main things is you've got to give some kind of a service to people just because if you don't you'll burn out right if it's just reels after a point you will burn out you need to give something to people that's kind of timeless and the second thing is you've got to get over your fear of hate because that's a big one mm, yes if you can get over over that then you can pretty much do anything online yeah, I think that that's what Instagram has become. It's be uh, not to become. I mean, there's a lot of positive, but that what keeps a lot of people from being themselves authentic is the trolls. Yeah, a lot of people also like have been doing this for a while and they have maybe been used a lot of filters or maybe they've said things that they don't really believe in or whatever it may be. And it's hard to come back from that and, and yep. be a lot more genuine. So I think now is a great time to start because I feel like, especially like TikTok for a long time, they didn't have any filters and you had to kind of put your real face on there. Um, And also like what really does well on TikTok is a lot of like speaking videos, right? So you kind of have to talk the way you talk and you Mm. can't really put it on that much. You have to show your personality. So I think TikTok actually really helped like social media in general. It's not great. Like I feel like a lot of hate does exist on TikTok. Um, but I think it did give um, content creators an out to kind of be more genuine because Instagram was a crutch for a really long time. Like the amount of filters and yeah. there's some people that would never, that would never like not use them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it gets really, really difficult to come on and show your real face. Like no hate against like filters or anything. We've had like clubhouse rooms on this topic. It's like, who cares? Like it's, it's the same thing as good lighting. Right. Like, yeah obviously some really deform your face but like for the most part like what's wrong with using a good filter makes you feel confident that's all fine but it's kind of like um as a content creator if it gets to a point where it's like I can't take the filter off because I will get crazy like I've already got such a big following that people will notice yeah now it's too late for me like that's pretty debilitating like where do you go from that yep you know no yeah you have to be you have to have the right mindset going in into content creating and yeah. be ready for it regardless um because yeah like you're gonna have a lot of ups and downs and um having that is so important having that um right mindset when it comes to things like that really makes it yeah. a big difference oh my god i'm not difference. gonna take any more of your time though hon um this was such an amazing conversation. I can keep on talking with you. Like, literally, I have so much more. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go off and, like, just go on for ages. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Was there anything else you wanted to share with the listeners? Um, just that my DMs are open. If you are planning a wedding, if you need help, if you are just somebody who, like, you know, wants to find the right person, anything girly advice, honestly, like, it's not just weddings. My DMs genuinely are always open. I know a lot of influencers say that. I know a lot of content creators say that, but they really are. I respond to everybody. I try my best. So if you ever, you know, want to reach out to me, you can. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And then last but not least, of course, what is your self-care? Like, what is your daily safe self-care routine um, that you do? Mm, I go to hot yoga every single night like every oh single night especially. yeah it's so good so so good I think if you can find an exercise that you really vibe with 
whether it's lifting weights that was it for a really long time but now that I found hot yoga yoga I'm like obsessed with it um I do that every single night and I eat good and like really eat good like take care of your health right like I I got blood tests done to find out what I'm deficient in and now I like genuinely eat those foods so just that's the best self-care like I can say to you paint your nails or do your hair and that's all cool but you can still feel like crap on the inside so just kind of that's it diet and exercise is what I do (laughs) thank you for listening to Sharing Vision podcast if you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other lioness find the podcast. Stay connected with me on social media, on Instagram at Vision, And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get notified of weekly episodes, affirmations, healthy lifestyle tips, vegan recipes, skincare product recommendations, and newly added Sharni Life's Monthly Book Club. I'll see you soon. Sashiakal.